Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jim Romolini. And Romolini, you had no power this morning. Woke up. Woke up and literally woke up and woke up without an alarm. And also I've been trying not to have, I don't have an electrical alarm in my room. So woke up without an alarm, went into, just to the clock, went into the bathroom, flipped on the light and then tried every, we have like six light switches. We have one of those bathrooms that has like a fan and also this light and also this Mm -hmm. light for the bathroom. Went to the bathroom to turn on the the light I normally turn on and it didn't turn on. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Have I forgotten (laughs) which light switch to use? Like I had like a, ah, and then I was like, oh, fuck, the power's out. So anyway, the power was out. It's, it's Los Angeles. Los Angeles can't handle weather. It's, it's been raining here all week. So it's just like Los Angeles is like, ah, I'm just going to start breaking (laughs) down anyway. So that, that's, that's what's happening. Um, I've been shopping a lot. Have you? I've been shopping on eBay a lot. Well, you're a very good eBay shopper. Okay. But I will say this. Buying vintage clothes now is a lot easier than it was 20 years ago when I first started because the clothes that are available now are things that you're familiar with, right? It's like, oh, I remember what that kind of land's end you know, sweater fits like, looks like. Mm-hmm. I remember what sizes of the 80s and 90s are, right? Whereas when I was buying clothes, vintage clothes in the early 2000s, it was like, what is this dress from the 40s going to fit like? Like, who the fuck knows? Who you knows? Know? Yeah. The sizes were so petite and like everything was so strange. And materials were not, and fabrics were not fabrics I was familiar with. There was no give in anything. So Mm -hmm. I'm finding that like, I'm having a much easier time and much more success buying things from the nineties that I liked then that are even coming back that are worlds cheaper online. Like I Mm -hmm. just bought like a cute riding blazer, like a Laura Ashley riding blazer for like 60 bucks, you know, and I know how that's going to fit. I remember wearing those clothes. 
Wait, a floral Laura Ashley riding blazer? No, it's a, that um, sounds amazing. Well, that would be amazing, and I wish, but no, it's like a it's like a hound's tooth, like you know, earth tones with like a um a velvet collar. Nice. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, we'll see. I haven't gotten it yet, but yeah, I've been buying a lot of clothes on eBay, and I've I really have realized, oh, I can do this a lot better. It's not as much of a crapshoot. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know what's interesting about vintage clothing is that. Yeah, because vintage clothing, there are certain vintage dealers who all the designers visit. Yes. Because they have, they get, they just get the good stuff. Yes. And it's just interesting to me that the trends then are based on when it is, like which clothes are available. Like in the 80s, we wore 50s clothes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and now that it's the 2020s, we wear 90s clothes. That's right. That's right. But to me, to my eye, the 90s just don't look that different than now. It's because I'm old. I know. They don't look that different than now. And I don't know. I, you know, I like to have new clothes, like new to me clothes. Like if I am missing something in my set of what, like I'm like, oh, fuck, I really need like a blazer. Like I'll all of a sudden be like, I can't finish any outfit without this blazer. Like I just, I can't, <laughs> right? And I do feel guilty just buying new shit all the time. And vintage clothes does solve that for me. And it's all, yeah, it does solve it. It It does solve it. It makes you, you know, and I think cycling in a responsible way through your own clothes. Yes. You know, I mean, I used to buy so many more clothes than I buy now. Totally. And sometimes I'll be on the real reel and I'll be like, oh, that's a cute Nilly Lotan top. And I'm like, oh yeah, you think that's cute because you owned it and you sold it on the real reel. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Yeah, that happens to me too. That happens to me too. But, you know, just like adding little things here and there. Like I bought these cute little navy leather platform moccasins. Cute. Really cute. They were $30. They were brand new and they're from the 70s. They're Dexter is the brand if anybody's looking to look these up um, to find them for yourself. And I was a little bit like, oh, fuck, are they going to fit me? And they fit perfectly. And they're so cute. And it was $30. It was $30. They already existed. They're something totally different that look amazing with like, I wore them with like a little, um, navy blue turtleneck and a pair of um, like khaki overalls and these little moccasins. And I was like, this outfit is the best I'm going to do this season. (laughs) (laughs) I have reached it already. I've I've, I've blown it already. (laughs) So that's hilarious. um, Yeah. You know what I am excited about? Speaking of things we're excited about, I am excited. Again, I'm saying things that are going to seem old when the podcast airs, so maybe I should, but I'm very excited that um, The Crown is back tomorrow. That's fine. You, you know what? You know what, Kim? You could just say, I'm very excited The Crown is back. I'm very excited The Crown is back. There you go. There you go. Dominic West as as Prince Charles. Amazing. Amazing. I just realized that this is going to come out Thanksgiving week. Oh, Wow. How are you feel how are you feeling about what do you you guys often travel during Thanksgiving, right? Well, usually until the pandemic, we like the pretentious fucks we are went to Europe every Thanksgiving for like 5 years in a row. And we did different things. We'd usually we'd either land in Paris or land in London and then we'd go to one other city and then come back to Paris or London and then fly back to LA. 
This year, I have we have really good friends who have a big Thanksgiving every year. And I missed Thanksgiving last year because I was in Iceland. Right. And Alex went to our friend's house and he was like, you know what? We got to start. Let's Let's stay home. Let's go to our friend's house. And that's what we're doing. So hopefully it'll be a chill week. And I'm hoping that I will be mostly done with my work by then. But who knows? Who knows? How about you? What do you do for Thanksgiving? Well, we usually do it, you know, it's just my, you know, my siblings and my mom. And that's, you you know, sometimes it's a bigger group and sometimes it's a much smaller group. One of my siblings will be away with his girlfriend at her family's. Okay. But I think a good friend is going to come. A couple good friends are going to come and it'll just be at my mom's apartment. It'll be super chill. Will you cook? I will cook some things. What do you cook? Roasted root vegetables. Okay. Okay. A winning, a winning thing to cook. And the only thing is that you have to cook a ton of them because they shrink down. That is so true. That is so true. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little work intensive because you got to peel, you got to chop mm-hmm. everything and, and all of that to get a decent size you know, container of them. So I will make that. I will make a salad. I think Mm -hmm. I will not make a stuffing. Okay. Okay. Why not? No, I don't know. I've never made a stuffing. I don't know how to make a stuffing. It's not that hard, but it can, it can go wrong if like the bread's not crisp enough and there's ways it can go wrong. I make a, um, a three different, a, a potato gratin that is very nice. easy to make that is like a three different potato gratin, but is very um, labor intensive. It's sweet potatoes, yams, and like Yukon gold potatoes, and then like a shit ton of cheese and cream and you bake it. Um, but you have to slice the potatoes really thin, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of work, but it's always a crowd pleaser and super easy. I don't know. My friend Christy, who we're going to her house, she's one of those people who loves to cook, will have cooked like 14 dishes. So it's like you're almost like bringing something just, you know, because you should. Just to bring it. Yeah. Exactly. And then I was also thinking, I have an ice cream maker. I was thinking about making some kind of like pumpkin ice cream, but that seems like very ambitious. I know, <laughs> ambitious, but potentially delicious. I know, right? Like nobody ever brings ice cream. <laughs> no, that is very true. Pumpkin ice cream. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Do you like the holidays? Thanksgiving, I can take or leave. I'm like, whatever, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Who cares? Um, I mean, I love, I love Christmas. I love it. I, I mean, not for any religious reason. I love the every the pageantry of it. I mean, I decorate, I decorate our house like an Indian restaurant um, in, lower, <laughs> in, in, low, in lower Manhattan. Like on sixth street. Yes. Um, with I, all the, like a, like a sixth street Indian restaurant. I mean, I just dangle lights everywhere. I think it's so fun. Yeah. I do like the holidays. I, I like Christmas a lot. I like all the things around Christmas this year. We're going to be back on the East coast all through the East coast. I'll be in New York for a couple of nights, Boston, and then in Baltimore for several nights. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about entering the holiday season just generally. Cause I think it's fun. Yeah. This is a weird time of year for me. Yeah. You know, like the, the, it just, you know, it, it's, it's dark so much earlier Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've had a very temperate um, fall, but it's getting cooler. This Mm -hmm. morning was cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up observing Christmas. Right. Right. So I have like the outsider, like, you know, resentment, jealousy of a holiday I never got to have, but it was also, I was alone a lot over the holidays for years. I was alone a lot and I would see people, I would see family 
but um, it felt like a time of year to get through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, just like if I just keep my head down, you know, it will be over soon and then it will just be winter. Right, 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 right. So yeah. it, it, it's, it never feels like a great time of year for me. Thanksgiving, I like fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it fine. It's, 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 it is what it is. But, um, you know, I've, I spent many New Year's Eves alone. Okay. Okay. You know, many, many, and, and Christmas Eve, I do something every year, but Christmas day, you know, I mean, there's always somebody around, there's always another Jew to go have Chinese food with, Right. but it's, yeah, I get, I get a, like a, um, instinctive reaction this time of year of just like dread and yuckiness. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm not alone anymore. Everything is good, but it's still like, it still just slows me down when it starts getting dark early and it gets colder. Yeah. Because, because on the East coast, it's a long haul, you know, it's, it's, you know, the leaves fall from the trees and they're not coming back for months and months and months. Yeah. 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 It is a long, it is a, it is bracing yourself for that long haul. It's true. For that super long haul. But I don't know. I mean, I, I like parties and it's like a, you know, they're often parties this time of year. So that's fun. Do you like, do you throw parties? I haven't thrown a party in a long time. I will be throwing one. We will be throwing one. Right. But like a holiday, but like a holiday party. No. Cause what am I going to do throwing a holiday party? See people, have them come over. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I threw some very good New Year's parties. And that was super fun. I try to throw a couple. I'll I'll throw some kind of holiday party. I don't know. I mean, it used to be when when we have Christmas here, I have the Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve. And a lot of people Amazing. have that. And that's fun. But I think it's important to throw a party. If nobody you know is throwing a party, I think it's important. You need to have a holiday party that's not with your family. No, that's true. That's very true. That would be a good a good thing to do. Well, part of why I don't want to throw a party is because I've been looking around my apartment mm-hmm. and everything's a little shabby. Like it all looks like furniture. I mean, I have some pieces of furniture that I had from back when I was fancy. I have a right. wound chair and, and a, a, a Heller or Ames or whatever right, it is, right, wound right. chair. And Mr. The Dog got very anxious when I was out of town once and chewed the base of the chair, the okay. seat of the chair. Oh, God. So I've, I've hung on to this fucking chair for years since that happened, thinking I'm going to get it reupholstered because I, I will not buy another womb chair. They're very, very expensive. Yeah, you know, yeah, reupholstering yeah. them is expensive. A company, I, I found people to reupholster it finally, and this was still during COVID, and they emailed me and said, we are having such supply tr- side issues that we can't. We can't okay, do this for okay, you. Okay. So I've got this chair in my living room that's like, I used to be rich. <laughs> this is my nice chair from when I was fancy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, I have yeah. other things, like just things around here that I bought when I bought things a lot more easily than I do now. Right. Right. You know, and right. it just feels like the whole place, like all my plates have chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm getting I'm going, gonna get rid of my plates. I'm very excited about that. They're the plates I've had since I got married. Yeah. 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 They were my wedding registry place. So little by little, I can like get rid of the shabbiness, but I do feel like there's this overall feeling of just like, you know, someone who's hanging on (laughs) lives here. Well, I, I feel I can, I hear that. I feel that way too, because the thing is, is you buy things at a certain period of your life and then you just don't buy them again. 
You know, it's just like, it just doesn't make sense. Like you have them, they work. It's fine. I feel the same way there. I like the other day I was just fantasizing about like, Oh, if we moved, I would just leave basically everything here. Like there's Mm -hmm. a couple of pieces of furniture I would keep, but mostly I not leave everything here, but just get rid of everything and start fresh because that's the only way you really, you know, and even then, but I don't know. Sometimes it's also that thing of like when you spent when you spent easily because you had a big job and you don't want to replace things because they're nice but actually they're falling apart and then it's just like go to fucking IKEA. Like that's it's what true. I did once. I was just like, you know what? I'm just getting glasses at IKEA. I did that last year and like now we have all new glasses instead of like this mishmash of like expensive glasses and like, you know, jelly jars and whatever the fuck else we were drinking out of. I just went to IKEA. IKEA's cute glasses and I was just like, solve the problem. And don't make it don't make it about something else. Don't make it about this bigger thing about where you are and what you used to be able to do and anyway, I that's the way it's been for me. Yeah. No. And I think that's a really good suggestion. And one of the dinner plates that I found is like a $3 dinner plate yeah. from Target that like, at, given the rate at which I destroy things, yes. I think that a $3 plate is the way to go. That's it. That's it. I know. Like we need it. We need a new couch. Our couch is just, oh, our sofa is just a nightmare. It's so uncomfortable. And I keep being like, well, I can't really afford to get the, the couch I really want, you know, but it's like, so I just keep not getting a new couch and I need one. This is an uncomfortable ass couch and the cat's ripped up two of the arms and I hate looking at it and it's embarrassing to me. And I just need to like replace it with something that's like reasonable. Right. You right. know, instead of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to wait it out to get like, uh, you know, whatever. Because who am I doing that for? Yeah. Who am I, I doing that. that kind of design thing for? Not well, me. Well, I mean, really not you? Like it doesn't bring you any pleasure? It does, but it'll bring me more pleasure to have a comfortable couch that's like reasonable. It'll bring me more pleasure to like compromise in some way and get it done rather than this like constant like, oh God, that needs to be replaced. Oh, I haven't sorted that out. Oh, you know what I mean by that? I do. I mean, I just sit here, I'm thinking like all the things I need in this house. Yeah. Like a headboard for Mm -hmm. my bed because we got a king size bed and now I don't have a headboard. Yep. And like, you know, the only thing like I bought, I bought these kitchen chairs pretty recently, but like, I just look around this house and I see things that need to be replaced. But you know, so that's why I don't entertain. Well, okay. That's, but that's why the holidays is the perfect time to entertain because you just slap a bunch of lights on everything and nobody even notices. It's true. Like, you just, you just light up the house and people are like, Oh, that old, <laughs> that old Ikea couch you bought is like, <laughs> nobody get that. That's not our couch, but we have a couch in another room. That's an Ikea couch. Also having animals. It's like, why would you ever spend money on anything? With animals. It's true. And it didn't even occur to me at any point, like I can instruct my dog not to get on the sofa. Like there are people who do that. Yes. Their dogs don't get on the sofa. They don't get on the bed. Every time we sit on the sofa, you know, depending on how long it's been since the cleaning lady was here, like we both emerge with dog fur all over us. Yep. 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 I know. I know. I know. And I don't even, well, I have the cats is my problem. Um, The dog is not a shedder. Let's take a quick break for some ads. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin, and I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once-daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule, essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Ah. Okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. I started watching Bad Sisters. Did you like it? Do you like it? I like it a lot. I like it. I it's think good, it's, right? I think it's really smart. I think it's really fun. And I also weirdly think it's kind of light. It's like, it's compelling, but light in kind of the same way that like murders in the building was like mm -hmm. you're engaged, but it's not heavy. No, it's not heavy. It's kind of darkly comical yes. because they keep, you know, they, the, I mean, it doesn't give anything away to say that these sisters keep trying to kill this guy who keeps <laughs> not dying. 
once I figured that out, that that was going to be the thing of the show, I was like, oh, I love this. I'm in. Once, that, <laughs> once I figured out they were just going to keep trying to kill him, I was like, oh, I, this is the best. <laughs> and he is such a dick. He's like such a horrible asshole. Oh, the worst. Just the worst. The worst. The worst. Speaking of only murders in the building, I kind of improbably watched the Selena Gomez documentary. How was it? <laughs> Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. It's about, I mean, it's a very brave little documentary because she, I mean, it's not little, it's on Netflix or wherever, Apple TV. She's very, you know, she's bipolar. Okay. Okay. And um, she, you see scenes when she's really like not, obviously not in good shape. Okay. You see a scene when she, cause she, she quits her tour at a certain point on this, in this documentary and she needs to make a statement and all of her, and she says in the statement, I've been diagnosed as bipolar and okay. all of her hands, she's got these like four people who are with her always. Okay. You know, the way the famous people have the people who are around them always. And all of them are like, you don't have to do that. You don't okay. have to talk about that. And she was like, I'm gonna, <sighs> I'm gonna. And she does it, but you just see in a, it, it, the, it's, a, it's not a fantastic documentary. In some ways, it's like too stylized mm -hmm. and things. Alec Kashishian made it, the guy who made Truth or Dare. Okay, 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 okay. That um, makes sense. But you just see her and she's just this, I mean, of all of the young celebrities, she is the most, she's like a little doll, yeah. you know? Yeah. She's like this little doll and, 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 and. You see her with the paparazzi and the way the paparazzi yell at people, you know, they try to say they'll so, you know, during this time it was after Justin Bieber married Haley Bieber. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so people were always like, You miss Justin? How do you feel about Haley? Anything to get a reaction out right, of them. Right, right, right. And you see her and she's suffering. And then she goes outside and she deals with these paparazzi. And then you see her again dealing with fans. And she's like amazing and has all the time in the world for all her fans. And I just thought, and she, and she hates her fucking job. That's the other thing. You can just tell this, this woman hates her job. Hates being a singer. Being a singer, being yeah. famous, being, you know, being Selena Gomez. And mm -hmm. um, I found it really poignant and it made me, you know, obviously, because I'm so narcissistic, it made me think of my own situation when that happened to me. Well, I mean, somebody who has something similar to you, I think that that's not narcissistic. I think that's natural, right? Yeah. But I like, I don't cry much. And I cried watching it. I cried watching oh, her. Oh, wow. That's a big Dealing with all this. And like, she, she doesn't just say she's bipolar. She gives like the keynote speech at the um, McLean Foundation's gala. You know, wow. McLean is like one of the top mental institutions in the country in Boston. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like, I just, I don't know. I thought it was, it was, it, it was worthwhile and kind of moving. And, and, and it just, you just, it made me think again, like the worst thing in the world to be in this country would be famous. Yeah. I mean, I've always said that. I think it's, I think it seems awful. It seems awful to have that kind of attention. It just seems like, it skews your perception of reality to a point that it's impossible to live. Yeah. Everybody thinks your fans think they're your friend. Yes. And people are projecting things at you all the time. You can't be out in the world without people looking at you. I mean, that's, it's just no way. It's like, 
you have to be so isolated. Like I will say this, I was looking at Jennifer Aniston's Instagram the other day Mm -hmm. and she was doing a thing. Um, it was an old post and she was, it was her post about, um, a hack she had for, uh, for making jack-o'-lanterns. It doesn't matter for carving pumpkins. And Jennifer Aniston famously has like really fun parties, has people over every Sunday. All of her friends come over, their kids come over. She's a single woman who really opens her house a lot to people. And she's showing like how she's carving this pumpkin and like the new hack she's learned. And you can hear voices in the background and they're kind of familiar. And it's like all of a sudden the camera accidentally flashes over and it's like Sandra Bullock and the camera Mm -hmm. flashes over and it's, you know, some other famous person. And I thought, Oh God, they all have to hang out together. Like, like, like they have to like hang out in somebody's house alone together. Like this is how they have to live because they can't like really go out to dinner and like have a good time. Like they can't be like boisterous out to dinner because everyone's going to be paparazziing them because it's not just paparazzi anymore. It's everyone with a phone, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, so two things out of that one, I think it sucks to be famous. And two, I think it it would be amazing to be Jennifer Aniston's friend. Yes. Did I ever tell you that I, I that Jennifer Aniston came and did a desk side when I was at L with me? You did tell me this. I do know this. And what did she ask? She asked you for a Diet Coke. Was that what no, happened? No, I offered her a Diet Coke. I offered That's her right. a Diet Coke and she declined. That's a, It's not a very good story. <laughs> it's just not a very good story. It was right before Friends premiered. And I, 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 if I had known how famous she was going to become, I would have worked harder to make it a better story. You would have made, well, maybe you would have taken a selfie with, yeah, a, with an actual camera. Yeah, with the actual an actual camera because the year was nineteen ninety three or so. Um, speaking of which, speaking of friends, Matthew Perry's um, Matthew Perry's memoir is out, and I want to read it. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I have I really want to read it um, about his. He spent something like nine million dollars on um, addiction treatment. Well, it's very if you were if you are you know. If you were one of the people on Friends and have Friends money, then you have sober companions. And your sober companions, which can be very expensive, just hang out with you and get paid. I mean, there are people who make their money being sober companions for people out in Hollywood. Wow. Wow. God. But I love that he like he 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 dissed um Keanu and yeah. everyone was like, okay, Matthew Perry. <laughs> Unforgivable. Like, that's not gonna work. Unforgivable. I think he was trying to make a clumsy joke about Matthew. I mean, about Keanu Reeves and it just didn't land. Um, I think he was like trying to like, I think he had made a clumsy joke about Keanu Reeves in the nineties and then was reiterating that clumsy joke. And he, I think he does it twice in the book and it, it doesn't land. like, no, but he, I don't think he understands the climate around Keanu Reeves and that, you know, Keanu Reeves is like unimpeachable and we don't touch Keanu Reeves. Like, I think yeah. that he really missed that, um, internet memo. Would you like to hear a nice story I know about Keanu Reeves? Please, please tell me a nice story about Keanu Reeves. When I was in college, there was this transfer student who was very pretty mm-hmm. and who um, was into theater. I didn't know her, but we had mutual friends. And she went at for her summer internship, did an internship at one of those like summer stock companies where movie stars like to come and be in plays, like somewhere on the East mm-hmm. Coast, mm-hmm. like Williamstown or something like that. I don't know. So they got involved 
And then after they were involved, they remained friends. And she graduated college and was dead broke, sitting in her apartment with the lights out because she couldn't pay for her electricity. And the phone rings and it's Keanu. And he's like, how's it going? And she's like, not great. She tells him. Next day, she gets a check for $30,000. Oh, that's so nice. Also, I wish that was me. I'd like a check from Keanu Reeves <laughs> for $30,000. I would like, I know exactly what I would spend my $30,000 on too. What would you spend it on? This fucking party for my getting married. Oh, God, I forgot. I mean, I hope that you're not telling anybody that this is a wedding. It's not a wedding. I hope that you're not telling, I hope that you're not, I hope you're not expressing any sort of like, bride anything around this because I feel like they jack up prices. They do jack up prices. And I I have been very clear that we are not getting married at this party, that we are getting married before this party and that it's a party, but there will be none of the like there. I don't think there will be a wedding cake. I don't think there will be a first dance. I don't, you know, there will be toasts, I'm sure. But are you going to wear a garter and have someone take it, have, have <laughs> Paul take it off your leg and throw it? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That I, oh my God. Can you imagine? Um, I can't. Unlike the smushing of the cake into somebody's face always felt really aggressive to me, you know? Really wrong. Yeah. Just, yes, just rough and terrible. Even the throwing of the bouquet is just like, God. (laughs) When I was about 25 or so, I went to my cousin Scott's wedding in Oklahoma City. He was Mm -hmm. marrying a woman who was from Oklahoma City. And I was like, and my grandmother was such a yenta. Okay. You know, and and then did not, you know, never thought I chose correctly when it came to boys. Okay. And um, they're about to throw the bouquet at this wedding and I am trying to make myself scarce. And all of a sudden I hear, oh, the the DJ, you know, mm-hmm. the, the guy who's like the master of ceremonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cousin Kimberly, cousin Kimberly, please uh, come to the front of the stage. I was so angry and so stop, demoralized. Stop. Oh my God. Cousin Kimberly. Just awful. Should we answer some listener questions? Let's answer some listener questions. I went through them. Should I, 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 to try to find some that we would both be able to address entertainingly? Go ahead. Okay. What do you do to deepen your adult friendships or what do you think would deepen your adult friendships? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I feel guilty a little bit even thinking about this question because I've been kind of an absentee friend in this the this sort of autumn of my discontent as I've been only revising and writing things and working so much. But I'll say something like answering the phone. It's small things like this. Like my friend Colleen called me this morning and I was in the middle of a million things and I was like, she never calls me. I'm going to answer. And we talked for a half hour. But it, and we talked really fast, and it was like, oh my god, this me, you, this, ah, da da da, and it was really, really amazing, and I felt really close to her, and I realized I need to do more of that. Or my friend Liz was like, maybe we just need to meet for coffee for like a half hour in between our busy days. Like I think uh-huh. the more connection, the more moments of connection, the more points of actual live connection that are not text are really useful, but like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think if my next year is my 50th birthday. I think I'm going away with, um, my high school friends with my five, four best high school friends. I think spending that kind of quality time is really useful, but yeah. I think mostly it's regular communication. I mean, I don't know what you think. Like, I think our friendship has been deepened by the fact that we talk every week. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would say that my friendships, all of my most meaningful friendships deepened during and after COVID. And what do you attribute that to? Well, just because I think people were very aware that, you know, I was alone. I was very aware of the people I knew who were alone. And people, it was actually very touching. People were really great about wanting to, to reach out. And I think that, you know, I, I FaceTime with people now who I never used to FaceTime with. Okay. Like my friend, Margaret, who was my freshman year roommate at Mm -hmm. Oberlin. We've been friends all these years, but we've had years when we were like, oh yeah, we're super close and we see each other and it's great, but we don't talk that much. But now we talk like we talk every other week or every week, you know, and, and, and I do think it's just putting in the time with people. It's it's consistency, right? It's consistency. Yep. Yep. Okay. Do you want to ask a question? Okay. What are your thoughts on vintage Levi's? Favorite styles and or places to buy online or in LA, NYC? If not Levi's, can you talk about your favorite denim brand, styles, et cetera? So it's funny that you should ask this, Julie. My answer to this is because I've been looking for vintage Levi's and I've realized that the trick to buying vintage Levi's is to know your waist size and then order them two inches up or order them two sizes up. So if you are a 30, get a 32. If you're a 32, get a 34. And it took me years to sort this out, but because the vintage Levi's have no give, and also because Mm -hmm. I just think this is the way they're sized, if you order them up by, I don't know if it's two inches or two sizes, but I've been finding that for me, I have a 30 inch waist, a 32 inch waist is what fits me in Levi's. That that mm-hmm. has been the key. Cause I have a really good pair of vintage Levi's and I'm looking for new ones and at least the classic like 501s. Um, that's the way I've been doing it. And I just buy mine on eBay and I feel like those are, you can find better deals on eBay because if you go to a seller who understands what they have, understands that this is a hot commodity, you're going to pay so much more. You can get a good pair for 60 bucks on eBay. But if you go to like a vintage, you know, you know, a vintage fancy vintage shop, someone who knows what they have, knows what they have, it's going to cost you a lot more. So that's my, that's my trick to that. But denim brands, you know, those better than I do. Denim brands. I am on a cheaper end of the spectrum. I like Madewell jeans. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't love the brand Rag and Bone, but they make jeans that fit me well. Okay. Okay. So for I go there for that. I think Mother Denim is cute. I think Mother Denim is great. It's expensive, but it's great. I mean, it's not like it's super expensive. expensive, but it's like, I mean, look, I like Judy Rosen, but I'm not spending $450 for a pair of jeans, but that's a great fit. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I used to just routinely, you know, back to this theme, just routinely buy $200, $300 pairs of jeans. And, yeah. and now I, I, I hesitate every time. I, I just have been like, I don't need it. It's not worth it. I'm not going, I'm also like, it would be one thing if I was going into an office every day. I'm mean, not that you'd wear jeans to an office necessarily, but with anything, it would be one thing if I was like going out all the time. I don't feel like my clothes are getting the same kind of, I don't feel like my clothes need to be the same kind of thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense. Although I will say I have, I pulled out my excellent collection of turtlenecks last week and I was like, I have like 12 turtlenecks and I love each of them and each of them fits with a different outfit and I'm very pleased and I will keep buying like $50 turtlenecks because I think it's worth it. 
That's awesome. Do you like turtlenecks? Are you not a turtleneck person? Not for me. Not for you? Maybe How- a tur- maybe a turtleneck sweater every once in a while. You don't like, I like to show my you don't like oh you like to show. Okay. I like to show my collarbone. I feel like I look weird when I don't show my collarbone. Mm. Yeah. I'm like I can't wear a high crew neck. Oh man. I would I would bring it up to my lips if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a cartoon kid who was just like a turtleneck? Oh no! Well, there's the well, no, but there's the guy from uh, South Park that's just the tube of a hood. Yeah, no, I, but I thought there. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have. You're to probably right. I feel like it's like maybe it's like someone on Fat Albert. Maybe I don't know. I might yes, be, yes, yes. Right? It was someone on Fat Albert. Yeah, who was just a turtle. Okay, enough of that. Okay, okay. Um, I will ask a question. Okay. Oh, I thought this was interesting, and I, I really don't have a good answer. What do you do when you have a friend whose parenting style you really don't agree with, as in it's clear it is psychologically damaging to their kid? Have you ever broken up with a friend because of the way they parent? I've never had, I've never had that experience in my life with a close friend. I've certainly seen friends who I think the way that they're parenting, I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But I just stay out of it. I'm just like, that has nothing to do with me. I mean, look, if it was really, if it was like physical damage or something, like obviously I would, I would intervene or not obviously, but I would intervene. I would say something, but I just feel like uh, parenting is, there's no one way to do it. Kids are all different and it's really hard to step in on something like that for the most part. Well, because you don't know. It's the same thing with a couple, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe a less. Like, you don't know, you never know the real DNA of a couple ever, other than the couple you're in, if you're in one. And and I think it's the same thing to a degree with parenting. If you're not actually one of the two moving parts there, how much do you have to say? Yeah. And it's just, there's just so many people do it so differently. Like, I know, like, I'm a pretty laid back and chill parent, but if my kid is really crossing a line of respect, there are lines that I don't allow to be crossed. And I'll just immediately say, nope, absolutely not. Do not do that. Right. And I've seen other moms who are maybe, you know, a lot more gentle than I am. I've seen other moms like sort of like, oh, bristle at like me reacting like that to my kid. But that's what works for me. And I, I don't know if we know what is the best way to parent a child, even though a lot of us think that we do. Yeah. I have no answer to that question. I, 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 I don't think I've really observed. I don't think I've observed a friend doing anything other than minor things that I thought looked uncool. I wouldn't. What, what the fuck do I know? I'm not a parent. I, I'm in no position to judge. Well, yeah. What the fuck do I know having a parent, having a kid? Like, we just don't know is the thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's a fast way to ruin a friendship. I will say that. That's probably true. Um, okay. How about this question? New goals? <laughs> um, okay. My brand new goal as of this conversation is to get my wound chair um, reupholstered for real. Okay. Okay. My new goal is to, instead of playing word games, which I do all the time, mm-hmm. like I'm addicted to word games, to read books to read oh. books during the times that I reach for my word game. That's a very good, I feel like that's a very good goal and, and very achievable. I have a very, I think, you know, probably kind of smart, but seriously trashy book I want to read, which came out today. And that is the De Moi book. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Demois, the anonymous Instagram gossip um, account, the whoever runs it, the woman who runs it, if it is a woman, I think it is, wrote a book sort of about how, you know, it's supposed to be very juicy. I just, I just want to work. I want to work less. I want to stop working this much. I want, I want to have more balance in my life. Uh, and maybe that means that I have to stop doing creative work and just get a job job as we keep talking about. I just want a more balanced life. And I am, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed and out of balance and like, not even like, not even having like the fruits of that labor so much, you know, I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't have benefits. I don't have any kind of, you know, security. And I just, I'm just over it. I feel like I'm just getting too old for this shit. I really just feel very like Danny Glover, like too old for this shit. So I think my new goal is um, I have to pick projects or I have to find a job that's not going to take me out like this. That's my feeling. Okay. I have one. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? What would your job be in another life? I I went through a period in my early 30s when I thought maybe I'd just stop this magazine business and move to Los Angeles and try to write for TV. Okay. Okay. And I think it's that, you know, I I don't know if I, I I think you have to be so quick to be in a writer's room and they're very male. And I don't know if it would have worked out for me at all, but that is like a fantasy that I took that route. What about you? I, when I was in college, one of the times I was in college, I took a linguistics class And I really, really loved it. And I think I could have been like a linguist. Like, I think I would have enjoyed, I enjoy language so much. I enjoy the precision of language so much. I enjoy tracking language so much. I think I would have enjoyed that as a career. And it certainly would have been more stable in many ways than what I do now and full of um, less ego and bullshit. Although if I was when, if I was anywhere near academics, I've heard that academia is a, is a fucking nightmare of ego. It's a, it's a, from what I can tell, it's a cesspool where the only difference between it and like the worlds that we were in is that there is no money. Yes. Yes. So well, you're fighting over yeah. like no real, no real money, no real um, accolades um, aside from the ones in your tiny little world, but no, no, no greater acknowledgement of your work outside of your tiny world. All right. Well, I think we made an episode. We made an episode. Yeah. It's an hour. We did it. We did we it. Hit it. It's 55 minutes. I think that's good. I think we call it an episode. I think we call it an episode. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. It makes a difference. If you want to support the production of the show, keep the lights on on the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We do live events there sometime. We put up special episodes there and sometimes we blog. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at, on Instagram at EIFpod. Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook where we got all of the questions today. And I want to say something about the Facebook page, which is that if listeners, you find yourself having feelings about an episode after the episode aired, that's where to share your feelings. That's where people are talking about the episode that just aired. So if you want to be part of the post episode conversation, head over to our Facebook page. That's very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> And also it's a private group. So, you know, nobody else is seeing it except us. 
Um, if you, we're on Twitter, who cares? Um, if you, if <laughs> you can follow Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can follow me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Thank you so much again, Natalie. And we'll be back next week and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. 